you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. There are some age-old questions that are nearly impossible to answer. Like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Or which goes first, paying off debt or investing? The latter has flummoxed money pros since time immemorial, and we're here today to settle it once and for all. We hope. <laughs> On Queer Money episode 336, we're telling you which should go first, paying off debt or investing. And if you're paying off debt, go to debtfreeguys.com to get a free copy of the seven-step credit card debt slasher or click the link in your podcast player. Now, on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Welcome to the show, folks. So this episode this week is... um. It's kind of precipitated by a little bit of uh, sparring I had with a, another uh, queer content creator on Instagram. Actually, no, I think about it. Uh, it might have been Twitter, right? And we Twitter. were right. We were going back and forth about whether or not you should pay off debt or should be investing. And I think that the whole idea here is we want to give some context to this these kinds of questions, right? Which should go first? Should we be paying off our debt or should we be jumping into the market? Because there's a lot of, for lack of a better way of saying this, there's a lot of success porn out there around the investing in the market and getting big returns. And as a matter of fact, there are actually people who are selling strategies that this is the way you pay your debt off, that this is a, a, a near 100% guaranteed way to pay your debt off. And so we wanted to maybe put up some guardrails or make a few suggestions for this. But before we do, we wanted to give you a couple of things to think about. With both paying off debt and with investing, you have to have a strategy. Don't just wing it. You have to be very methodical. You want to try to use a proven system. You want to do this in a way that actually you you have the least, maybe the least opportunities to make mistakes along the way, right? Other people have, have done this before, so try to learn, learn from them. Then what works for someone else may not actually be right for you. It may not be the strategy for you. So find one that works for you. And then also remember that what is right for you right now may not be always the right move for you. Things change, life changes, incomes change, a lot of variety in our lives. So it can change the way we approach our strategies. Exactly. And this is a key point here. Typically, an all-in approach with either investing or paying off your debt doesn't typically make sense. There might be some circumstances where you might want to focus on one over the other, but those are probably anomalies. You probably want to have sort of a balanced strategy, but we'll elaborate that here in, on that here in a few moments. Both goals are investments in your future. So a lot of times people are like, I got to hurry up and get into investing because I'm missing all this opportunity. But if you're carrying debt, especially if you're carrying high interest rate debt, 
that's going to continue to be an anchor to your future, as we've said several times in the past. So reframe it for yourself and and and, and realize that as you're paying off, especially that high interest rate debt, 15%, 20%, you're actually getting a 15%, 20% return on your long-term financial strategy. So that is as much an investment in your future as actually investing in the stock market or in real estate. Yeah. I'll throw in here. One of the things that we did that helped us remember this was when we were paying off our debt, we continued to track our net worth and watching our net worth go from far below zero to closer and closer and closer to zero was just as exciting for us as for many people when they're watching their net worth grow because of the stock market. Yeah. I think for me, watching it get to zero, the debt get to zero was actually helped reduce my anxiety and my stress. It was exciting, but I think the the, the biggest reward that I got was the re- reduced stress. And then when we were able to start investing in the stock market, that's when it got exciting. And then in 2008 and recently, it's been a little bit stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Another key factor to remember here is that all debt is the same and all investments are the, aren't the same. So I know that there's probably this assumption that the debt-free guys are adamantly opposed to all forms of debt. We're actually not. We're, we're opposed to credit card debt, but we do use credit cards to manage our business from time to time and pay that off as quickly as possible. We do, as many of you know, we've just recently started investing in real estate. So we have a mortgage right now. And our goal with any kind of debt, though, is to not take on more debt than we can actually afford to pay off in a timely manner with, with credit cards, ideally within a month, with a mortgage, ideally with, with at least within the terms of the mortgage contract. But then also all investments aren't the same. So I know there's, as David said, there's this sort of this success porn out there. And there's a lot of people talking about these gigantic returns you're getting in the stock market by trading options or especially trading in crypto or maybe not so much recently. You know, it's not all the same. So don't, don't get confused. It's just kind of, there's a lot of hyperbole out there. You want to sort of focus on what is your situation? What makes sense, most sense for you emotionally and mathematically, psychologically, and then not get too confused with everything else that's going on around you, what people are saying on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And now we're all debating whether or not the word is pronounced hyperbole or hyperbole. (laughs) Are we though? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we wanted to share with you some considerations. And these are the things that frame your decision of whether or not you should be paying off debt or investing. So we've come up with, I think, seven or... Well, we have a total of seven points, but then I have a summary at the end to share with you all. (laughs) (laughs) So our first point here is that, that many folks get stuck in this whole idea of chasing returns, right? Especially when they think about the market, right? They hear people talking about that they've made this amount in this stock or this amount in that particular index, right? And they start to want to be a part of that. But remember, there's only one return that is guaranteed. And that is when you're paying your debt off, right? When you're paying your debt off, you are guaranteed to eventually get to your goal. Historically, the market has returned 10%, but the average rate APR on credit cards as of this recording was 15.13%. We know that the Fed is continuing to raise rates, so those are going to go higher. But Also, we know that a lot of folks are paying well beyond, much, much more than 15%. And so this is a guaranteed return when you're paying it down because you're guaranteeing that you will not be paying that 20% out of your 
payment every single month, you're guaranteeing that your credit card balance will not continue to grow at that 20% rate as you're paying it down. Exactly. So the historical return on the market is 10%. But if you decide to make this year that you're really going to go into the stock market, but this could be the year that it returns you know, 5% or, or even less, right? Then you're actually missing an opportunity and focusing on paying off that high interest rate debt. So you want to sort of don't chase returns and yeah. don't get sucked into the success porn. Right. Another thing to take into consideration is to remember that successful investing is about time in the market, not timing the market, right? And I think that's part of what I think a lot of the Twitter tribe kind of gets people to do is like, go into the stock market now, you can totally time this. There are a lot of active traders out there, day traders out there who are trying to sell their courses and programs to help you sort of chase those kinds of returns. But we have found, a lot of studies have found that it's time in the market, not timing the market. So with that in mind, you don't necessarily want to forego investing in the stock market as you're paying off debt, unless there are some other extenuating circumstances to, that need to be considered. So you kind of want to, as, at the soonest opportunity that you have, try to start investing in the stock market, regardless if you have some debt, as long as the math and the psycho psychology makes sense for you. And so for us and for many people, contributing at least enough to get a full company match to your company-sponsored retirement plan, if you have that available to you, typically makes the most sense because if you don't take advantage of that corporate match, you're essentially leaving money on the table, but that is a great way to sort of balance the two, at least get that corporate match and then maybe put any additional money that you have towards your, your debt. Right. I would also encourage folks, think about the individuals you're following on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, whoever that are talking about investing, if they are only talking about, especially if they're timing the market, if they are only talking about their successes, you need to check them, right? Because yeah. no one is able to have a guaranteed 100% return. I mean, 100% positive return every single time they're timing the market. And as John mentioned, there's lots of proof out there that has shown that, that timing the market, unless you are well experienced and have been doing this for a long time and know very specific strategies, it's highly, highly unlikely that you're going to be getting a positive return even 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community through access to credit, tools to manage debt and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. Another thing to remember is that that compounding interest, it works both ways, what? right? No. I mean, we see a lot of folks talking about this right now in relation to their student loans, right? They were talking about how I'm making these payments, I'm making these payments, I'm not making any progress. Well, the exact same thing happens with your credit card debt. It increases your debt fast if you, especially if you have a higher interest rate. The same thing with investments, right? It increases your investments, your portfolio fast if you get high returns. So remember that this can, it's a double-edged sword. You know, compounding interest is a double-edged sword if you have high interest debt.
Yeah, Einstein said that compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. I think most people sort of look at that only from the lens of investing. I don't think they necessarily look at that as an, uh, having a consequence on the debit side of their balance sheet. So you want to just acknowledge that it's happening on both ends and you want to make sure that you take that into consideration. Yeah, I'll throw in the, if you want a very clear picture of how this works and you have a mortgage. <laughs> Go to the calculation that shows the total amount you will end up paying for the home that you're purchasing based on the interest compared to the principal. And you'll be shocked because more often than not, it's multiple times how much you actually purchased or paid for the home. Exactly. Another consideration here is taxes. Sorry to depress everybody, not the <laughs> sexiest topic, but taxes are a factor to consider when you're focusing on trying to decide whether or not you should invest in the stock market or pay off debt. Uh, we talked about this quite extensively on episode 311 of the Queer Money Podcast. So definitely go and check that out. We're not going to rehash what we talked about there. But just know that depending on your income, you usually for those earning below $30,000 a year, there is a possible tax credit of up to 50% of contributions to an IRA account. You don't want to forego that. Uh, you don't want to miss that potential opportunity to necessarily focus on paying off your credit card debt or any other type of debt. Also, some student loans and mortgages uh, offer mortgage interests have uh, are tax deductible. So you don't necessarily want to forego that either. So there are a lot of variables to consider here. And for this particular point, it might make sense to talk with a tax professional to see exactly how it's going to affect your situation. That way you can strategize most efficiently. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point here, John, that when we talk about investing, a lot of us talk about investing in the market, right? In the stock, but there's a lot of different kinds of investments, right? That you can be making. Are you investing in a small business that you are able to grow quickly? Are you investing in real estate, whether it's that for, for you personally or real estate investing to become an investor and a landlord, basically. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different types of investing to be thinking about. We're not just talking about the stock market versus credit card debt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Another important thing to consider, folks, is your mental health, right? The effect that debt can have on folks for a lot of folks, it can be stressful and depressing. And that was certainly the case with us. And that's why we focused quickly on getting our emergency savings up to $500 and then making sure that we were investing just enough to get our company match. And then everything else that we had, whether it was from reducing our expenses or getting extra money through bonuses or or, or gifts from folks for holidays or or birthdays, things like that, all that money went toward paying off our credit card debt. And because we wanted to reduce the stress and the depression that we were experiencing because of what we realized we had done with our being unconscious about how we were spending. Exactly. And, and, and that strategy, that's what worked best for us. And that's what we had to do for ourselves. That may not necessarily be the strategy for you. So feel free to, to, to borrow from what we've done, but make sure that it's whatever we've done is not going to adversely affect your mental health. You might need to tack just a little bit. And there are a lot of resources out there to help you do that. And of course, we're here to help you out as well. Another factor to consider, and this is a great opportunity to use our strategy, the debt lasso method for paying off debt. Now we've talked about the debt lasso method many, many times on the podcast and many, many other platforms. But just a quick recap, there are five steps. That is to commit, trim, lasso, automate, and monitor. 
particularly for this situation, lasso is the key factor here. And the lasso step includes reducing your debt to as few locations as possible with the lowest interest rate as possible. If you're able to do that, that'll really help you expedite paying off your debt. So if you're trying to figure out whether or not you should focus on paying off debt or investing in the stock market, think of the debt lasso method as part of your strategy for paying off your debt as fast as possible. Then you eventually have that much more money for you to be able to put into the stock market if that's what you choose to do, which is exactly what we did. Like I said, we've talked about this quite a bit, so we don't want to rehash and, and bore some folks who aren't necessarily interested in that strategy or don't need to hear it again. If you do need to hear it for the first time or the second or third time, check out Queer Money episode number 236. All right. Number seven here, what you may be asking yourself, okay, John and David, what if I don't have a lot of high interest rate debt, credit card debt, or I have my emergency savings set aside and I have some non-tax deductible debt, what should I be doing? Where where should I be heading? And so we kind of tapped into a suggestion from Fidelity here and Fidelity has their 6% rule. And basically they crunch the numbers and they suggest that, that 6% is kind of the tipping point on that teeter-totter of where you should end up focusing. So if, you're, if your debt is greater than 6%, so whether that's a mortgage or student loans or you're investing in something else that has you have borrowed money for that, then you should be focusing on paying off your debt. If it's less than 6%, then you should be focusing on investing. You, they're basically saying that this tipping point here allows you to grow your portfolio or your net worth faster if you have that kind of interest rate on the investing side or grow your portfolio or net worth faster if your credit card debt or whatever other debt you have is above 6%. Exactly. And so you know, again, as we said earlier, all debt isn't the same, right? So you might have a, a mortgage that's below 6%. That's maybe not your biggest concern right now, but you might have credit card debt that's above 6%. I would love to see if anybody has, you know if anybody has credit card at six or seven percent. <laughs> most you know, most people are going to have you know 10% or higher. So if if you have credit card debt, that's maybe where you should focus first. Maybe not so much on your mortgage. And that's kind of using the avalanche strategy for paying off debt, which is also incorporated in the debt lasso method. All right. So in summary, the things to consider here are one that no size fits all. Figure out, customize whatever works best for you. Ultimately, though, it comes down to the math. If you want to do the most efficient strategy for your situation, if if you're not concerned about your mental health, you're not having financial anxiety, and that's not a factor in your particular situation, focus purely on the math and the math will guide you. Also, you don't play into emotions, right? There are a lot of, as we said earlier, a lot of people bragging about the returns they're getting in the stock market or other places. Don't get, don't tap into that. Don't let those people distract you from what your particular goal is. They may have already paid off their debt. That may not be a, a factor for them. Right. It could be that they're completely not telling you the truth of their entire situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so you don't want to necessarily buy into somebody, as David said, who's always telling you about all the all the right decisions they always make. Because in in finance, as in life, we're not always making the right decisions all the time, and we are a testament to that. <laughs> and then, investing has its risk of loss. Don't negate that. Don't use investing as a tool to pay off your debt. So there are some people out there selling strategies like that. That's a little bit risky, not something that we would do. So we'd highly suggest that you don't consider that as well. Right. So stay tuned for our Queer Money takeaway from this episode. 
make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Here's your quick money takeaway from this episode. Personal finance is personal for a reason. It's because each situation is unique. In most cases, it makes sense to pay off debt first. But remember, crunch the numbers for yourself to find the best answer for you. And if you're paying off debt, go to debtfreeguys.com to get a free copy of the seven-step credit card debt slasher or click the link in your podcast player. Then join us this Thursday when we share some good news about the queer community and its money from our ongoing series on the Motley Fool Debt-Free Guys LGBTQ Plus Money Study. And then join us next Tuesday when we share some creative money-saving strategies you're not going to want to miss. Thank you and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.